Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the MSC Performance Podcast with me, Mark Coulson and Luke Rogers. Uh, let's get straight into it. Luke, uh, some uh, big powerlifting competition coming up soon, West Midlands uh, Open. I'm not Luke, sure about uh, big competition, but there is a powerlifting <laughs> competition and it's going to be attended greatly by the MSC lot. Uh, I think yeah. we've got about, uh, about 13, 14 people doing the comp, so it's going to be like a really big like presence of the MSC team um, in and around it. So I'm really excited for that and I thought it'd be a good chance just to kind of look at a couple of different... Um, peaking protocols between a couple of uh, of my clients just to show like the individual differences that like start to matter more as you get towards that higher level because I think we spend a lot of time talking about like the averages of thing and you know what most people should be looking to do in terms of like low-hanging fruit but then when you start to get like up the levels I think it's quite interesting to talk about like the minutia differences between you know two people that are getting ready for the same competition where the goal is to lift the, the most amount of weight but the little things kind of matter at that level what are the key things that you're looking for then in terms of differences so um you know if you've got say uh, obviously there's a lot competing in this one but let's say you've got two two athletes before you write the programs and the peaking protocols what are you looking for yeah. with the two athletes any particular characteristics so I thought it'd be really interesting because I've got two people um, both competing in the 105 class with uh, young Adam and uh, even younger Alex um, and on the paper they're not a million miles away from each other in terms of strength level like Alex is a slightly stronger squatter Adam's a slightly stronger um, deadlift uh, bencher and Alex is probably slightly better on the deadlift but they're not a million miles away from each other you're talking like on total maybe 30 kilos difference like they're pretty similar um alex is a little bit taller he's a little bit younger but like they're both in the same weight category so when you start off with someone i think you know you're going off your best educated guess especially with these two guys i've coached adam for about seven years now um but i've coached alex for a year and the first time i coached alex for his competition i was going he didn't have much kind of information his last comp that he did didn't go that well so it's kind of going off like my best educated guess off like what the research says what, what my what I think you should be doing and kind of like just a, a very traditional approach to, to kind of peaking where you, you're naturally dropping down on volume you're naturally increasing the intensity over time and what we found with Alex is that like a couple of months out from from the competition that we did in April he uh, he hit some massive numbers he like doubled 140 on the bench press um he hit a big deadlift, he hit a really good squat and then it kind of came to the competition and he kind of had just got a little bit weaker and there's more things that go into that because he has to cut weight into the competition and stuff like that but like he benched 132 and he doubled 140 in training two months before it and it was like okay like what is the difference between that two months out mark that I did compared to what we did for the competition and it was just like we dropped the volume down and we dropped the amount of reps that he'd done coming into the competition and I think as a result without that amount of volume he just lost like a few percent on his lifts the deadlift to be fair kind of showed up it was slightly under what he wanted but it still showed up but the other two lifts like seemed to really be affected by the amount of volume that he was doing so when you look at his protocols compared to Adam's, like straight off the bat now, it's like, okay, whenever we take the reps down to like sets of three or four, it seems to have a negative effect. There's not enough volume for him to accumulate. So he's like three weeks out from, well, he's two weeks out from the competition now. Um, he deadlifted 300 for a PB on Wednesday and he's still doing sets of six on his deadlifts for his back off sets. So like we periodized the top set, but his volume and his back off sets still stay super high. And people ask me like, oh, like, why is he doing so high volume? And it is because like, as soon as, well, based off the history that we've got, as soon as you start to taper back a little bit, like his, his strength just tanked. Mm. And you compare that to Adam, who's like the complete opposite, where he still does more reps than like most people might do, but like he's doing a way more traditional kind of like threes, fours and fives on his back off sets. Um, 
so it's, yeah, it's quite interesting like how much one person needs to the other, even though they're very similar in terms of like qualification and in terms of like their actual builds. Um, Adam instead, like I said, he's doing a he's doing a bit more of a gradual build up in terms of his top sets where. It, Alex has already done his heaviest lift on squat and deadlift is two weeks out. Adam's will be next week. So the timing's slightly different as well. But Adam has also been like a lot more gradual with his build-ups. And he's quite a bit of an outlier in terms of like how big of a jump he takes from week to week. We talk a lot about in Barbell Club of like trying to pace yourself over the four weeks and build up like momentum. Adam massively builds momentum. Like his jumps are huge week to week. He starts off and he looks terrible. Like he squatted 200 on week one. You're like, fuck, that looks shit. Week two, he does 210. You're like, that was all right. Did two, like, I think he did 215 this week. It's like, okay, that was brilliant. And then next, this week, he'll have like a big spike up. And then hopefully at the competition, which would be his week five, he'll have this really big performance boost. Well, Alex maybe doesn't get that as much. So these are a couple of like cool individual differences of like how they pro- approach it, that final block. How much of that do you think you can. Um identify during training cycles with people you know in, when you when, when you first start coaching them as opposed to trial and error through a comp so it's like do a comp oh actually that didn't go as well as we thought or oh, oh, that went better than I thought and then react yeah. how much is it is reactive and how much is but I think like like Alex looked super strong the first time around when we did the competition in April um and then it was just that last block where it tanked, but like it's super difficult the first time you run someone through to be like, and also for him, like who's probably used to like, you know, dropping back on volume and doing a bit more intensity, it's really difficult to say, we're gonna continue running this all the way through. There's been a bit of a shift in like mentality now of being like, okay, you kind of find what you feel good doing and find what makes you strongest and you just keep doing that. And that's gonna look different for each person. But I still think that first time through, you've got to play around with dropping the um, the volume and building up intensity because that's just like the, not just the thing to do, but like most people, that's what works. Yeah, it um, covers most bases. Exactly, so like for your first goal, for you gotta do that. But like, even if it wasn't through a competition, I guess like you would do a couple of training blocks at the higher volumes mm-hmm. and then you would do one of higher intensities and then you kind of assess the top end strength. Yeah, generally speaking, a couple of volume and a couple of, yeah, 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 just like let things like right, a, a nice intensity. exactly a nice natural progression. You've gone from like sets of six, you drop it down sets of five or four. How are the top set? How's your kind of estimated one RMs or how are your top sets comparatively to the yeah, previous? What's block? your top four? What's your top three? Yeah, right. have they got better? Have they got worse? Alex's case had got worse. It's like okay, so what from this? What do we know? He probably needs a bit more volume, so we're going to just keep that going up the whole way through. So I think you have to do like the natural kind of progression to kind of eliminate it because it could be going amazing on six but it's like oh it's going amazing at sixes but it could be even better when it's fives or fours so like you've got to try it but then once you've done it a couple of times it's like okay and it's tough man because like it's not static forever so like it's, he, he could be a different completely different lifter in two years time he'd be like what about now if you drop the volume yeah. so you've got to always be open to it but like for now like it's yeah, just people can change and- people change like strength levels change weaknesses change everything changes mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's really interesting. Without picking, without picking up uh, or trying to sell our services, like it just shows you the importance of coaching, doesn't it? Really, as opposed to you know getting a good program off the internet or anything like well, that. Well, yeah, like, there's loads of good, lo- lo- loads of good templates out there, and we've sold templates ourselves because you know it's well, good. They're, they're, they're good, but yeah. if we're talking about like you know performance and really yeah. trying to re- really trying to make yourselves better. As you say, everyone everyone's different, you know, whether it's powerlifting, weightlifting, well, rugby, anything like that, you know, it's all different. People say, like, oh, like do, you, do you not sell, do you, do you, could you want me a powerlifting program? And it's like, well, I could do, but like, yeah. they're just going to be as good online because I haven't got any information about you. You haven't got any information. Like, the whole coaching product. Yeah, exactly. It's so, like, you know, the kind of program Alex runs, it's like, you look at it and it's not a million percent different to... Yeah. 
like a program you can buy online. Yeah. And it's an ongoing thing as well. Coaching, exactly. Isn't it? It's like, yeah, I've had it myself before, like, rugby lads are like oh write us a program cool it's like you know oh, just you know write us a quick program or something and it's just like you know I'm happy to pay and stuff it's like oh yeah but I can buy a program off you and it's like well it's just not it's not really what we go in for um, the same with nutrition right so you know people ask for a, a six week nutrition plan or a 12 week nutrition yeah. plan and it's just like it's, it's an ongoing it's an ongoing thing because you need as a coach you need information and it's a two-way street of okay let's you know nutrition as an example okay me giving you a you know i want to lose weight okay well here's a 1500 calorie a day diet and it's like we've got no you know they can follow that but we've got no information about where they're at at the moment so if they're at 3000 calories a day then clearly it's going to be too much of a drop-off it's not going to be sustainable it's like etc foods you like etc like that you know and things like that and it's the same it's the same with training it's like right i'm going to give you this template and it's like well they can't do this exercise because they've got this issue or um that amount of volume on on the you know on the scale of it looks like the right amount of volume at the start of a program but for this person they're particularly you know um like they're, they're particularly badly to high volume or sensitive low volume it, yeah. or sensitive to it so it's very much like a, a teaching and ongoing process. And it's, it's, it's been reactive to that as well, isn't it? Because like said, I think if people haven't got a program, like a good natural step is getting a, a templated program online. 100%, yeah. We're, but then we're the not next, saying templated yeah. programs are bad. And then we're the next step from there is then to get you individual stuff. Because you could, write, you could <clears> have someone say, okay, I don't know, they're like, they're a winger. And it's like, can you write me a program? And you write them a program and then you say, oh, how did you feel? And it's like, oh, actually, I felt really sluggish on the day. Yeah. I felt really tired. And it's like, okay, so we need to adjust. We need to address that. We need to adapt the program. We probably need to drop a little bit more volume. Or, you know, they might say, actually, I felt really fresh, but I just didn't feel like I had any juice in me. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, then let's have a look at, like, what we're doing the day before for your priming session. Like, maybe you just need a little bit more. You're too fresh. Maybe need a little bit more kind of explosive work just to feel really good on the day. And these, yeah. like... Like I said, the the first program like covers the base of the average person because that's the the negative of the template. It's you're going off the average. When we write the barbell club programs, it's based off the average person. Like some people need more volume, some need less. If you're coming in and not feeling sharp on the day, you might need to look at that and make small adjustments. But with your templated program, you're not going to get that. Because when you look, we were talking about these individual differences, and I was talking about Alex and Adam, which is what prompted the uh, the podcast. And then we were looking at like the rugby players as well, and like how that kind of the day before and in the week, how that changes based off like their kind of qualification level, their conditioning to actual gym work, and like how much work they're actually doing in the gym varies yeah. so much from person to person. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, I think the main difference, you know, coming off the back of chatting about powerlifting, is uh, the main difference is obviously in powerlifting the competitions are, are regular. So you know you might be doing your comp every twelve or sixteen weeks, yeah. uh, as an example. So your your you know your taper is for that is, is for that one comp every twelve sixteen weeks. Uh, whereas in rugby, it's every you know every, every seven week, days. Yeah. There's a game every seven days every Saturday. So uh, your tapering tends to be in the micro. It tends to be week to week in season, as opposed to powerlifting, which is over you know is is over the macro cycle over the, over the each mesa cycle. Um, each four week block etc um, so yeah rugby you're looking a little bit more sort of you know gen again generally speaking and obviously everyone's different as we've mentioned but yeah you're looking at sort of higher volume uh, work like uh, if you're playing on a Saturday for example like a, a Tuesday would be like your you know high tissue like high tissue stress like high volume 
um, high, but neuro- within high that- neural stress, high tissue stress, like so high high volume, high intensity on a on a, on a Tuesday. But that's going to look different for every person as well, but isn't it? It's going to so look different for every person. I bet yeah, you exactly. do a lot more so, volume than some people that are way more deconditioned in the gym. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, and yeah, Thursday, Friday, you generally taper off the taper off the volume and keep keep things uh, sharp and intense. But as you say individually everyone's you know everyone's a little bit a little bit different so um you know for example you know we do the programming for Bourville and um you know some some of the boys want a bit of a bit of a primer session on a friday and there's a lot of good research behind you know training uh, sort of you know within 24 hours of, uh, of of game day um so you know um a lot a lot of people in, in the past would say oh, you never train on friday never train the game before a day but we know if the volume's low, the impact's low, but there's good, you know, good high intensity work in there. It's uh, very, very useful. Um, but that again is quite an individual, quite an individual thing. Some lads who have got higher training age are used to like good volume throughout the week, um, can handle generally like those primary sessions on a Friday. Um, if your, you know, training history isn't so much, um, perhaps you're a certain weight or a certain position and you're getting a, a significant enough load throughout the week you may be better off resting on a on a, on a friday so you know again that's where do you think it's a case that everyone would benefit from doing something on a friday but you just have to look at like the little diff like i imagine the average person that plays rugby probably works at a desk or something hmm. so like even if like their session the day before is like five ten minutes on the bike a little bit of a stretch maybe a couple of sets of jumps that's what their primary session looks like versus someone like you that I've seen you in the gym today doing like you know some pole goals, some jumps, some explosive ball work. Yeah. So like maybe everyone should be doing a session, even if it's just to get moving again, so you feel a bit better if you're just stiff from the day. I think uh, so. Even yeah. if it's like going for like a twenty minute walk, that yeah, could be your yeah, primary yeah. session. But these are the little differences between person to yeah, person. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think on a fr- yeah on a Friday, like having a complete rest day is probably not going to do you a great great deal of good. I think. Uh, the difference yeah. is, is you're either like you're either up and going for a twenty minute walk, or you sat at home playing. The, you've sat down all day. You sit down and play the fucking yeah. PS4 for a little bit, and then you just get into work. You, you, then when you wake up Saturday and you're stiff, yeah. Versus going for a little walk, going for a stretch, feeling Same good, loose, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, again, like yeah, so I, again, one or two lads have asked for one, and I look at them and say, well, actually, yeah, that you know, we can we can do some gym work for you, um, you know, because uh, there's certain people who have asked for it are like, yeah like well trained in the gym yeah. good athletes um, you know it's, it's semi-pro rugby so you've got like some very good athletes and you've got some like okay athletes like there's not many sluggish people at this level but like you know like the the top end boys is like yeah do you know what mm. like yeah let's throw in some med ball stuff some jumps some pogos and stuff and uh, for you some find, of the other boys it might be uh, do you find that some of the, old, the older boys that are maybe like a bit more quote unquote old school you find like it's a bit hard convincing them that they should be doing gym work on a Friday and they're like, oh no, no I'm going to rest yeah, would you find that they're bit. open to the such idea a young, such a young team though Fair enough. these days except for uh, one or two uh, anomalies um, yeah it's uh, quite, quite a young team so they're all young and full of uh, beans um, so they're quite keen to do it but like yeah it's um, yeah like a, a lot of lads yeah, and they want to like what's quite hard is getting people in the habit of like training Tuesday and Thursday mornings like alongside the field session. tough style that though isn't it yeah getting up before work it, exactly I do up. get it I do get it so a lot of the lads do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday which you've got to fight your battles like, they're doing something they're doing yeah. something yeah because you, know, you know if we're looking for absolute like to, to get 100% out of it like the idea is like 
you know, you train on the field like Tuesday night, Thursday night, the play Saturday. So you want like essentially your, you know, we talked about high days, low days. So I think the listeners will know what I'm talking about. Like the high days, you know, get your gym in the morning, Tuesday, field Tuesday night, rest Wednesday. Yeah. Tuesday, uh, Thursday morning, gym, Thursday night, field, rest Friday, slash, you know, Prime. primer, game Saturday. Um, you know, whereas like, if you train the gym Monday, field Tuesday, gym Wednesday. Every day is fucking medium. Every day is medium. Um, which, you know, again, look, you got to fight your battles. It's better than doing no gym work, isn't it? Yeah. It's a hell of a lot better than doing nothing. Um, but, you know, if you're talking marginal gains, then you probably want to look at those uh, look at those protocols, yeah? But um, again, everyone, uh, but again, that, that comes down to coaching as well. Like some of the lads, you know, we've got, so I set, the, set up a program for the boys for uh, three sessions a week plus an additional um, conditioning session. Um, which is um, kind of optional, but like some guys are pushed to do it, some guys are pushing not to do it, and uh, yeah, as a, like some some lads are really struggling to get the three in a week, and that's making them super stressed, and they're doing like half cut sessions, and it's just like, well, actually, we're going to change yours to two a week. Like, yeah, two yeah. a weeks fine, man. Like two a week of like, whatever I'd rather you schedule, get. Yeah. I'd rather you get two sessions a week across you know uh, 36 week season or whatever it is like I'd rather you be consistent with two a week feeling good feeling strong getting the work done because at the end of the day getting two strength sessions in there two field sessions game Saturday like it's enough for mm-hmm. a, like a lot of people um, and uh, yeah that's again that comes down to that little bit of indiv- individuality so but yeah go back to the powerlifting I think the I think tapering uh, and peaking for uh, powerlifting comps is probably harder than certainly harder than harder I mean takes a little bit more thinking than rugby well the sport is the training isn't it versus rugby exactly uh, yeah the training's a part of it part part of it a byproduct but also for weightlifting as well like weightlifting and powerlifting program um, uh, tapering's a little bit a little bit different Um, I think Powerlifting's like takes a lot more thought because of the amount of tonnage essentially that you're training through. Yeah. Generally speaking, like squat, deadlift, bench is gonna be higher load, higher volume than snatch, clean and jerk, depending on the individual of course and the level that we're talking about. But like you look but, at jazz, like how, what is the max amount of reps you've ever prescribed jazz to do in a set of snatch? Three? Yeah, three. Yeah, <laughs> he's never. You're never going to say. <laughs> and, it's a, and time and attention so minimal. Yeah. So like peaking wise, it's like we do taper. We have a yeah, tape, yeah, we have yeah. a taper week, but really like it's he's pretty much working up to cop. But how how about like so like yeah because you're going to do <laughs> he's going to do triples and maybe like the week of he's doing singles or whatever. I mean triples is rare as well by the yeah, way for, yeah. for full lifts. Yeah, like you do triples off like. That's what I mean. He's not like you're not like oh jazz like jazz is doing doubles and we find the blah 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 is really good when they do just singles. Mm. But like what about like the strength side of things like because you see like different countries have been massively different approaches you see like the especially the Chinese weightlifting always doing like a heavy squat the day or a couple of days before you don't see every country doing that like how do you like taper with jazz like is it a case of like sometimes if you taper back too much on the strength stuff he feels just a little bit weak in his legs or if you leave it like 
too much in there it just feels a little bit sluggish like how does that yeah. seem to impact the tapering and what would be the individual difference like when it comes to that because obviously the Chinese team when they're doing the, they're not doing like oh let's see if I can do a 10 rep max it's I'm going to do a single so and, it's, single. and yeah. it's never a grind it's always like smooth yeah. yeah so it's never like all out but like they're obviously doing that to feel good in the legs so I guess you could take that one way yeah. or the other and imagine someone like Jazz like he's so fast under the bar like I imagine if I was going to have a guess that he'd probably keep doing quite a lot of strength work right mm-hmm. up to it because he just needs to keep a bit more in his legs he's already fast enough he just needs to stay strong Correct. so you don't want to taper back too much but that would be different depending on the person's strengths yeah 100% so yeah using Jazz as an example like we like to keep him quite quite heavy um, up into uh, up into comp really um, there's obviously a bit of a taper but um, in terms of squat like yeah we, we tend to keep that keep that quite high um, so we're kind of you know been working on uh, maxing out some uh, some doubles lately um, last couple of weeks jazz love reps uh, sure girl yeah I know freeze on two yeah yeah um, but I remember like when you started with him he was doing some mad like tempo fucking high volume, yeah right? like it was a uh, shock to the system for him I think but um, it was almost like a bit of a like um, I don't know regeneration cycle I guess like a like a Get him feeling good again, just like a bit of a break from the top like, end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Loads of single leg work, you know, like pull ups, bed over rows, like bed. He looks musty at the minute. I said to him the other day, he's looking, looks looking good. big. Looks good, yeah. So, like, what would. Man, he's going to go well at English. So, I guess that's like, like different with the powerlift. So, like, like I said, Alex is like, he's doing sets of six. So, even next, so he's got a normal training week. He's got a slightly easy week next week while Adam's got his heaviest week. Then the week after, they're both doing a taper session. So, like, it'll be. Alex will probably still do sets of five or six on his daily, but like quite a lot of volume. Like, how would the difference with like Jazz's like, I don't know, three weeks out look compared to the week of his comp, and how might that be different to someone else? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is he still doing the same kind of reps and intensities? Is he dropping them back? I imagine he's dropping volume and maintaining most intensity, which is your traditional tapering approach. We're yeah, just exactly, interested yeah, to know. Yeah. With, with with the way yeah program for Jazz, like we keep it actually quite quite traditional. He likes his. You know, doesn't like a um, like a daily max or anything like this, which you know, I'm not a massive fan of either. It's like quite consistent of. Like Is this for clean and jerk doubles. or for yeah, yeah. Like for, for clean and jerk snatch? Like it's like you know five doubles or five single. Like we're working into singles now, um, and uh, might be like six sets, you know, six six ones or something at a certain percentage or certain weight. Prescribed load. Prescribed loads, yeah, and then we have like a bonus set at the end where it just pushes a little bit, a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, go back to the squat. Like, yeah, it's um, yeah, like everyone's different. Like for jazz personally, like for example, with like with the clean, you said you said with him being so naturally fast, like so fast. He's under, under a bar, under like the nothing bar. Any. With clean and jerk, for example, we don't ever need to work up that heavy before comp. Like the key is for him if he's feeling strong. So if his squat's high. And his pull's high, like he's happy. We're in. We're, we're in. And the snatch, we're more aggressive. Like you know, like to game there or thereabouts with the snatch before uh, before comp. But clean and jerk, like, and he's just such a like, so such a ballsy competitor as well. Like we know he can take the jumps. So we we know if he's we we, we know if he's squatting x amount for x amount of reps, we know x amount of clean and jerk is there on the day without yeah, having yeah. to demonstrate it in the gym. Yeah. So we don't go mad on the on the clean and jerk to be honest, which is quite consistent with technique. Yeah, yeah. Right up until the point. Snatch we're a bit more aggressive and we push it a little bit more. And yeah, we just make sure he's strong. That's the that's the key really. I never get bored of uh, hearing the the uh, the commentators be surprised by a seventeen kilo jump for jazz. 
or like he's always doing something silly like not okay. like something that not not many people are doing and like yeah. he's putting a 17 jump what's he do and then like he makes it and you're like yeah man like this yeah, is just what guy, he does yeah the guy the guy's mindset's just just yeah, yeah different level so you're Very trying impressive. to keep this so you keep the squad but maybe just drop the volume back a touch as long as he's feeling strong in the day then yeah, he's happy yeah, yeah exactly yeah um so like quite simple quite simple in terms of the the programming like more complex further out so i guess almost similar to powerlifting in terms of you know we're obviously looking to peak for like one big event every you know 12 16 20 weeks or whatever so like first meso cycles like you know uh maybe some tempo squats maybe some fives some sixes like high high volume and then like it's fairly linear really in terms of the way we bring it down or some like we'll, we'll go like or, or the volume will stay the same but we're going from like tempo into you know normal, yeah. normal squats so we're taking a bit of time Just natural progression natural yeah. natural progression and with the lifts you know we might be doing a uh, in that uh, let's say we've got three blocks to work through like the first block we might be doing like you know uh pause snatch or we might be doing like you know um, like some sort of complex or something we don't do many complexes with his level but like yeah like you might be doing like a natural progression like pause and next block you're doing full lifts like for example and that's just a natural easy way of just linear ensuring like progressive overload linear progression and then you play around with the reps a little bit yeah so like been doing like you know um, like back squats being moderate throughout and then we push the front squat um, as we get closer to comp, mm -hmm. heavy triples into heavy doubles, and then we'll try a couple of singles in the in the, in the last block. Cool. Um, so it's kind of like a natural tapering off anyway. So yeah, when you get yeah. to the last week, you don't need a big like a big drop off really. We just keep things fairly kind of training into the comp. Fairly sharp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, exciting. We'll see uh, see how it goes. It's different for different lifters, you know. We've had. Um, Obviously, a couple of others competing recently. A couple of our uh, young athletes, um, Amy and Lucy, sort of twelve and thirteen, and did their first competition. And obviously, that looks uh, a little bit different. Yeah, mentality in that as well compared to the physicality as well, isn't it? Like just a different approach, less stress. It's just yeah. they're, they're, they're phenomenal athletes, but it's like let's go and have some fun. Like we don't really care. Yeah, like 13, what happens on the day. Yeah. Like you just get, you know, they're both excelling in like their own you know sports outside of weightlifting yeah. and it was just like oh you know would you guys fancy turning up and just trying a weightlifting comp you know we're you know t turning up in you know a pair of trainers and yeah. you know like it's you know it's uh it's like, no dramas but like yeah and it's, it's got to be fun that's the thing that's the thing it's like it's, look go, go try the, th the thing is as well like there's no like amy's obviously playing a very good level of football now and you know lucy's doing a very very good level of like gymnastics um and it's like a cool thing about doing a weightlifting comp is like it's just not going to take anything out of them um, I think Amy was playing yeah. football on the Friday night and then we did the comp and then you know could barely stick around for the medal ceremony and, and shot off to play yeah, the second yeah. half uh, you know for a, for a football team so it's like it's you know um, but it's a little bit a little bit of you know it's about having like turning up and having fun um, but at the same time, there's a little bit of thought, obviously, with the programming and stuff. So we weren't, you know, we dabbled with a bit of Olympic lifting in their in their training on and off for the last year or two. Um, obviously, saw they got some potential. We put them in for the comp, and then um, probably six weeks out, six or seven weeks out, it was like, oh, let's start doing some Olympic lifting. <laughs> um, so like, uh, we train them twice a week, and on both sessions, they do. 30 minutes of Olympic lifting and then move on to like the rubber stuff 
And then on the last week, I was like, right, we'll do an hour on Tuesday, an hour on Thursday Get of Olympic ready, lifting. Yeah. And that was it. And that, that was it. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of a, uh, in terms of a taper, like playing a game of football on the Friday night is probably not the best thing. But when you rock up and clean jerk 50 kilos at the age of... Yeah. And the thing, the thing is right. for them is like it just need, it, it needs to stay fun because if if jazz no. if jazz bombs at the British he's like fucking hell happens it's weightlifting if Amy goes and bombs at the uh, a comp it's yeah. just such a negative experience that she's probably not going to do it yeah. anymore. They both went six from six. Enjoyed yeah. the, enjoyed exactly, the, enjoyed but that's a positive thing then where they might want to do it yeah, again. Yeah, I said like, oh, would you fancy doing it again? They're both really up for it. But I've actually taken weightlifting out again, like just for the next six weeks because yeah. I'm like, do you know what? Let's actually take it out purposely. And then we can bring it back in in the next block and see if they've got a buzz for it. If they yeah. haven't, it doesn't matter. Exactly. But if they do, then yeah, there's obviously potential there, and they could be, you know, they could be really good. So happy days. Yeah. Different for different people, isn't it? So different horses for different courses. Horses for courses. So. Yeah. Cool. Hopefully that was a nice little insight into some uh, some individual differences at the top level of powerlifting, weightlifting, and rugby. Um, and all team sports so like I think like we spoke about most programs take part take care of the low hanging fruit getting you in the gym giving you some good structure but then like when you're kind of rising up the ranks these individual differences do make a difference in terms of trying to maximise your potential so if you're looking to take that next step then looking into hiring a coach obviously we'd recommend ourselves but any kind, any coach that's an expert in SNC or whichever sport you're into would be a good starting point and help you realise your full potential absolutely well thanks, for, thanks for listening guys <laughs> and we will catch you on the next one cheers